warning, this show uses explicit language and adult topics. And just in case you needed the reminder, you are about to hear a comedy show, or at least an attempt at one. So without further ado and further introductions, let's get disappointing. Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio, you know that no one likes my company anyway. But if you listen closely and talk intelligently, then maybe you can be a disappointment. We're going to start the show off right because there's no other way to do this. Listen, this show is for Dawson and it is for nobody else if it wasn't fucking clear because he was the only guest on the show. I'm going to do a little rap for you, ladies and gentlemen, to get you in the idea of this because even though we didn't rap for the show, I do interview a rapper. We talk music, we talk sex. What don't we talk? Listen, Dawson, if you're listening to this, I love you, bub. I hope this doesn't offend you. And I wrote this little mini rap to represent Dawson and before we introduce our first culture song. So please enjoy because, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome a bad motherfucker thinking that he's hell, son. Introducing the one and only molehead. Skinny white boy ride bitches like mopeds. Get sucked on more than a Jolly Rancher. Samples classic beats like Tiny Dancer. Splits hot fame as if he's lava making money so fast a homie start to holler never been to a brothel but he gets the sex hits his friends girls up as if he's their ex mr steal your girl just trying to make a cry can tell a boy from a man just by the look in his eye he hits hard and he comes a lot harder now if you need more lines we'll call this the starter let's kick the shit and get the show going lines so cold you think it was snowing this is the big d mr dawson war He'll cut you in half like a fucking sword. Slice and dice, motherfuckers. Please enjoy this first Culture Shock. Dawson, this is for you and anybody else at home that feels like they need to listen to this piece of shit on a Monday. Um, I have introduced this Gangstar song first because not only did I bless your mic, I know Dawson at some point will bless mics, if not already. So please enjoy Bless the Mic by Gangstar. Dawson, if you're listening, this one's for you, Bubby. Everything changing nowadays, man. Kids, technology... And the rap music, I mean, I like rap music, I ain't gonna lie, I like rap music, man, I like some of it, man, but I don't think you're gonna see, like, rap reunions 20 years from now. I don't think you're gonna see a 50 year rapper. <laughs> How you like me now? Concerning these bars, I'm leaving permanent scars All you half-ass rappers, you ain't earning it, Paul So come to my class, then I can sun you real fast Just cause you coming with cash, you still a wannabe ass I get chicks state to state, offering me face from the gate Cause the sound of my voice make the juices marinate As opposed to those with mediocre pros Wet you from head to toe and watch you soak in your clothes It's the message in the song that makes you rock all Some people go to places where they don't belong Whether wrong or right, a lot of people fight But I'm here to bless this mic it's the message in the song that makes you rock on Some people go to places where they don't belong Whether wrong or right, a lot of people fight But I'm here to bless this mic Now why they try to pull a plug on a brother Pull the rug from a brother Catch a slug from a toolie of a gun loving brother Violence, wilding, whatever they know The more rappers come, the quicker they go This underground is mine, might even see me in a hoop Switch to a drop top coupe Why you cock blocking dukes? Ball head slick, I represent my clique I got my little man Loading the ammo, this shit is sick It's the message in this song that makes you rock on Some people 
go to places where they don't belong. Whether wrong or right, a lot of people fight. But I'm here to bless this mic. That's the mic. It's the message in the song that makes you rock on. Some people go to places where they don't belong. Whether wrong or right, a lot of people fight. But I'm here to bless this mic. That's the mic. That's the mic. use this episode to not only show you the capabilities of what I think Dawson could eventually do if he trains his rap skills, because everyone starts out as a novice until you become a master. Dawson, I want you to listen to this song because I want you to know that there are a million rappers out there, but that does not mean you can't be one. And I called him Molehead in my verse because he used to have a mole in his head. But I don't know if he's got it removed or not, but Dawson, if you did get it removed, you should not be called Molehead anymore. Molehead anymore. Molehead? That'd be even scarier. Listen, I'll shut the fuck up and play Miss Jackson by Outcast because it's a very good song. It's a very good flow to get the episode started. And please enjoy Miss Jackson by Outcast as your first culture shock of the, I guess, culture shock chunk. And we'll be back after this. Shit, medical bills, I pay that. I love your mom and everything. See, I ain't the one who lay down. She want to rip you up and start a custody war. My lawyer, stay down. She never got a chance to hear my side of the story. We was divided. She had fish fries and cookouts for my child's birthday. I ain't invited, despite it. I show her the utmost respect when I fall through. All you do is defend that lady when I call you. Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Throw it on my mouth and I'll decline 
king meets queen, then the puppy love thing together dream about that crib with the good year swing on the oak tree. I hope we feel like this forever, 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 ever, forever, ever, forever. Never seems that long until you're grown and notice that the day by day ruler can't be too wrong. Miss Jackson, my intentions were good. I wish I could become a magician to abracadabra all the sadder thoughts of me, thoughts of she, thoughts of he, asking what happened to the feeling that her and me had. I pray so much about it, need some knee pads. It happened for a reason, one can't be mad. So know this, know that everything's cool. And yes, I will be present on the first day of school and graduation. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Look at the way you treat me. Skill or no damn homegirl, you got your ass enough to creep G. Without a pad on, you left to straddle and ride this thing on out. And the union girl ain't speaking no more, cause my dick all in, I'm out. I'm talking about jealousy, infidelity, and be cheating, beating, and the to the G, they be the same thing. But who you placing the blame on? You keep on singing that same song. Let bygones be bygones, you can go and get the hell on you and your mom. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. tell you the rules you can say whatever you want and swear um uh i'll say in chair one and then i'll have you you know say your name because i like to have the guests introduce themselves i think it adds character i think it adds a layer to it everybody at home should know because by this point i'd hope you'd listen to one other episode or if you're just now tuning into dawson's episode fuck you <laughs> i'm kidding i'm glad you're here so in chair one is i'm dawson and this is the show and then we just talk like normal so it's nice to finally see you so I can finally... I was holding back so much because I always save it for the show. That's why I wasn't like super huggative when I saw you. A, I love your sweatshirt. I set it down there and I fucking love yeah, the whole pink. Not a lot of guys wear pink and I respect it. Yeah. I think it's a lost... Because my favorite color is purple. And it was pink you for a little while. You just gotta while. have the balls to wear pink. Is favorite. it the balls or just like... Is it the flare to pull off such a Both. bright color? Because I don't think a lot of guys can pull off yellow. Yeah, because yellow's a. I mean, I see a big goofy-headed mf with yellow on. I'm like, I see this motherfucker. We can swear on this. So I don't know why. I see. Sometimes I still treat it like an actual radio show where I have to like not swear and not say come like on a hard radio. I mean, dude, that was so funny because I would I would never know if you could say come or not because I don't know if that's a word that you can say on public radio. Yeah. So it would always just be like I would always just make up something way worse 
because it it's not a word, but they knew what I was talking about. Like I would be like, oh, sweet jisms. And they'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ. Right? We said don't say cum. We didn't say say sweet jisms. Um, yeah, so this is the show, by the way. Like It's just like an hour of this. <laughs> um, so how's the rap stuff going? I haven't really asked because I didn't want to ask off, off mic. It's going pretty good. Do you have anything like, like specifically in the works that you're excited about? Uh, my new album. Okay. How many I songs haven't. to you is an album? Like, length-wise. Not minutes total, but just song count. Uh, anywhere from, like, 10 to 20. <sighs> That's a lot of songs. But you're gonna masquerade all of these by I'm yourself? I'm probably just gonna do 10. Okay. Why not shoot for a nice in-between of, like, 12? Because the it's 12 just... can be the two bonus that you might just be, like, fun stuff. It could be, like, studio talks. It could yeah. be, like, whatever. Because I think those are funny. I mean, I might have, like, a couple skits. Well, you have interludes? Yeah, like that. Of, like, stuff. Okay, yeah, like okay. Because I was going to say, like, albums sometimes take you on these journeys, like a movie. Yeah. And I think that's what really ends up enticing people in the end. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, this kid did the work, and he has a whole album. And when you start it from the beginning, it is, like, this roller coaster of, oh, now you're over here. But, like, Jack Black does that a lot in his Tenacious D albums. That's a good, that's a really good example of crafting an album that is like a movie to your ears, but still all the songs are bangers. If you yeah, need to, sure. even though it's not rap, that would be a good example for you to like go home and listen to any of those, like literally any of the Tenacious D albums, because you'd be like, oh, okay, this is exactly how I should do this, because this is, it's clever, because it always starts off, the first song in the album is usually never a song. It's yeah. just like a 10, 20 second little thing, and uh-huh. like, it's just funny. So like, you could get 20 easily if you did it like that. Yeah. But if you did explicitly just songs, um, 12 to 11. But if you do interludes and fun stuff to make it like an adventure for everybody at home, yeah. oh, you can get 20, 22 easily just because of the stuff that it'll take. But it's still a fun roller coaster to like try to craft. But then it's like, who listens? That's the yeah, worst part of making real. these great works of art and taking the time, like the show. You know, I take the time to make sure it's great, but who's going to listen? But at the end of the day, I thought about this too. Once it's there, it's not going anywhere. So it's just a matter of time before the right guy comes and sees it on the jar. You know what I mean? Just because an episode, like DV's episode didn't get like millions of views, but it got a lot. And maybe one day someone will be like, hey, I heard your brother on the show. And I was like, yeah, that was me. Like, because I want somebody to reference it like it doesn't, because I get that it doesn't super look like me on the the cover of the show because it's like me shirtless with shades. Yeah. Well, I wear shades a lot. Listen, fuck anybody at home. <laughs> so tell me about you. Like, how you been doing? Uh, I've been alright, really. What have you been, like, up to, mostly, like, besides writing? Uh, just showing, really. It's Well, we're in the locket like, right now, so there's much... Yeah, there's not there's a not ton really to do. do. Um, are you back home right now with... Yeah. Mom, dad, sister? Mm-hmm. How's that? I had a... Uh, I would hate it. I Not because it. it's your family. I would just hate going back home to my family. Only yeah, because once you move out, it's just so nice to be out. And you're like, oh, shit, this is being out. out <laughs> so bad. See, we're doing the show from my apartment, so I gave you, like, a taste. By the way, how, what do you think? I tried to put, like, just a splash of everything that's I important in my tough. life everywhere. I think it's nice. I think it's. I think decorating's important. Yeah. And true. I definitely like the randomness of, like, Ozzy album. And then, like... Cowboy Bebop poster. Mm-hmm. The Johnny Cash. Pod, yeah, just <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Um, let me ask you this. I've been 
working on coming to the realization that not everybody stays friends forever because it happens. Yeah, and sure. I'm not friends with people that I was, was friends with in high school. Yeah. And being back home, I'm sure you're still tight with your initial little crew. Mm -hmm. But when you went off to college, did you see a big drop off? Yeah. And, and I think it's I fine think. to say, because I don't think it hurts anybody's feelings because people get busy. Yeah, but like, sure. I, I think people should be aware that there is big drop offs in communication. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you've lost all the memories or the fun. Yeah. It just means you're not, you know, you're not hanging out as much currently. Yeah. You're not talking because you're not seeing each other. I mean, least. I still played, when I was down there, I still played, like, PS4 with... And that helps. And like, I will say that it was a bigger fear to these older generations because they didn't do these things yeah. to still telecommunicate. But... Being a younger generation, not only do we have phones, we have games that we talk to each other, and lots of ways we talk to each other. So, like, there, it's probably not a big of drop off as I'm making it out to be, but there is definitely declines in conversation with friends. But then I have noticed there are spikes in conversations with people I never really used to talk to because it's funny to see who reaches out. You know what I mean? That or who responds to a dick pic, but a <laughs> <laughs> I never sent a dick pic. You've never sent a dick pic. Dick pics are awesome. What's wrong with a dick pic? Oh my mom, I've never. Sent oh my a mom, pic. I've never sent a dick pic. Hey mom, I've sent a lot of dick pics because <laughs> they're awesome. It's awesome I mean, to be like, all right, I'm gonna take 20 minutes to craft this pic. I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna take all my clothes off. I am gonna masturbate, not a lot, but I've got to get somewhat of a chub going. Because you don't send a soft dick pic. Yeah, I don't know anybody that's flopping out like totally not erect. And showing that, like, that's like, that's like having a rusty truck and then a Corvette and being like, I'm going to take the rusty truck into town and show it off. And it's like, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Everybody wants to see the Corvette. So you get it going and then you try to take it like three different times. You might even lay down depending on what looks biggest. And then you might put a quarter in the background for size comparison <laughs> just to let them know you mean business. And it's, we do this and we take these steps, A... America, because it's nice to get a very hot nude from an equally aged individual and be like, mm -hmm, saucy, saucy stuff. But at the same time, it's also nice to get a compliment virtually. It's nice to be like, oh, big papa's come to town. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's refreshing to know that you're not disgusting and people want you. Because at the end of the day, I don't think people like to admit this, but guys need compliments too. Just like girls. Everybody needs compliments. You have to be nice to everybody. Because everybody needs something to keep going. So, like, that's why people do it. They're just looking to feel nice. And, like, I get that there's other layers to it. But at the end of the day, like, I don't really think... A dick pig's the end of the world. If you don't like it, go about your day and be like, oh, no thanks. I mean, I have, like, gay friends, and I'm, I'm, I think I've accidentally gotten one dick pic from a gay friend. I've wow. accidentally sent dick pics to my actual friends because I'm bad at Snapchat, but that's neither here nor there. Dude, that's the worst. Have you, well, you said you don't take dick pics. I fucking, I hate accidentally sending news to friends because as soon as I do it, I'll spam them with like 40 messages, but they won't read the messages first, they'll open the snap. And then they're like, oh. by the time they open it, my 40 messages are pointless because all they reply with is my eyes. And I'm like, you're a fucking bitch. First of all, I look sexy as hell in that photo, so don't even try. If it, if it went out the door, it was a ready-made package and I was looking sexy as hell either in the shower or on my bed, so don't even come at me like that. 
<laughs> but it's just fun because I think there's a whole world of sexuality that the people in the world don't really explore and yeah. you know sexting is one of them now I'm not one of those dudes that are like buy nudes but I understand I just, why I'm some like, people do because I'm, there is this feeling that like some people have and I'm saying this because it's a new word that everyone's using so I love to use it now people are, are embracing this like simp cult culture of fucking like weak boy status and some people like to feel like that I do not I'm a dom but like, that's no, neither here nor there <laughs> I don't know, like. I, I mean, I'm more of like an in-person, right? Type of guy. Yeah, I guess I play the whole long mental you, game of you chess. Never know when you're so I get like to sext. I like to sext a person before I know that I'm gonna bang them because I like them to get excited about seeing me in real life. And we talk yeah. about it's like, oh, you think this looks nice, you know, in your phone? Wait till it's in your fucking mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. I think I did it recently, so I won't do the bit again, but uh, I interviewed a stripper not too long ago on the show, yeah. and that was really funny, because I got to, I mean, she was telling me some crazy shit that's happened in the strip club. Like, she's like, you know, it is illegal to bang people for money, and I'm like, alright, she goes, but there are girls who do it, and I'm like, well, that's crazy. She's like, hey, some girls will take six grand to, to take a nut, and I was like, six grand? I'll take a nut? Fuck. <laughs> 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 like, it's just, you think you know what something's priced. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could get a blowjob for $45, potentially. But then, to take a nut, six grand. Oh, that's my crazy. God. That that's is like, not how much a Plan B costs. That's like Los Angeles strippers. <laughs> Should be six grand. Isn't it crazy that in Vegas, brothels and stuff are, like, legal in prostitution? You can get a hooker and stuff, and it's totally legal. And What's brothels? Brothels is a place. It's like a big-ass house with multiple beds that you come in, and it's just women. And you're like, I want to bang. And they're like, all right, room C. Take your pick of the ladies. And you're like, uh, this one. And they're like, all right, she'll be up there. <laughs> that's tough. Because that, it's legal you in Vegas. Pick. Yeah. Huh. It's like a strip club. I want that dance. I want that hole. It's just <laughs> replace the word. You know what I mean? <laughs> you never heard of this? No. Oh, man. you. I, 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 I should mean, educate I've, you, buddy. I've been to Vegas once. Yeah, but you weren't near the brothels, apparently. Nah. Well, I bet they didn't let you go near... Well, I don't even know where they are. Listen, if I... On record, love Abby. She'd probably participate with me. We'd just go to a brothel together and just hang out and just talk about the shit we see. <laughs> Abby's the best girlfriend because she can go anywhere and just help wallflower commentate with me. Like, that's that's what means the most to me. Like, yeah. it's, it's not, you know, it's not the adventures you have. It's not the sex. It's not this, near, that, that. The most important thing to me, at least from Abby, is just, like, always being able to know that I can, like, always talk to her. And like, I think it sucks because not a lot of guys... Or with girls like that, that they can say anything to. Like, I'm having problems at home with this, or like, this or that, or this or that. Like, I think at the end of the day, if you're not 100% honest with your other person, I don't think you should be with that person. And that's why I've stuck it out with Abby, because I'm always honest with Abby, and I never fear, like, feel the fear of, like, you know, her trying to leave because this is a problem or that's a problem. Like, yeah. it's always, like, I want to be here. And that's, that's how it nice. should be. And that's how it should be. But it's hard. And I think it's hard for a lot of these people that grew up where we grew up because they are they always just date and bang the same people in the same high school. And, like, you have to expand your horizon. Like, really I didn't meet Abby here. She literally lived in Florida. She was just here on a fucking whim. And then, lo and behold, by chance, I fucking, you know, got her to move to the Ohio. And now we date. And at some point, like, I hope we live together. And it'll be great. And I fucking think everybody needs 
potentially to go out on a limb like that. Yeah. Take a take a risky adventure and date outside your comfortability pool. Go find someone that is not from National Trail or Richmond, Indiana. Like you can your horizons can stretch farther, goddammit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you are fine. I don't know. Like I, I guess I'm just a hopeless romantic at the same time, just because I want I want everybody to find somebody. And honestly, at the end of the day, I don't think people are as ugly or bad as they make themselves out to feel. I think they just have some bad tendencies that they can work on. But at the end of the day, no one wants to admit I'm wrong or I need to work on myself because, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I get I get why no one wants to be wrong because you don't want to be wrong. I love being wrong because as soon as I'm wrong, I know I can be right because somebody can tell me what the fuck is right. Yeah. And that's nice. And, and it's whether okay to be wrong. And whether someone definitively knows right or wrong, it's still nice to be told, like, hey, like, at least definitively we think that this is the way you should do it or this is how it's done or this is the answer because once you know that, you can, you level up a little bit. You're like, oh, now I know a... Oh, like an actual fact and it's like beep like <laughs> like memorize <laughs> um how's everything been like I guess I really don't like function like anything back home okay. anymore but like how was like graduation and stuff did they like was there a car parade or some yeah, bullshit yeah they how came by my crib how was that it was alright I mean it's just all a bunch of cars yeah unless everyone has their windows happy. down but unless it's cold yeah, it was cold as fuck. <laughs> See, like, I love the effort, but, like, uh, guys, just <laughs> just give them an early summer. Tell them to behave, and honestly, the kids would just love you for that. Like, yeah. like I don't, like, at the end of the day, kids just want free time. They don't need, I mean, they would rather not do all this stuff. They would just be like, I want to hang out with my friends. Yeah. And while lockdown is not permitting that, there's some leeway here nor there. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know. This is a lot of I don't knows. And I know a lot of people that had their grades dropped like hella just from online classes. Dropped? Like, no, like the grade like dropped from like a, they had an A to like a C just because they had to do online. Dude, they asked us to transition our class potentially to pass or fail. And I was like, what? And like, yeah, because they're all online, you can just say pass or fail. And I was like, well, damn, that feels like a lot of leeway. But if you felt like you had good letter grades, you could keep them. And I kept mine because I had two Bs and two As. So I was like, fuck it. I feel like I did all right enough, and I killed yeah. it. Um, do you think you do pretty all right in school? I hate it, and I think I do terrible, but I managed to squeak by at the end. I mean, when I like actually focus and get my shit done, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just boring. It really is. Boring. It's really. It, I will say it's hard for me to sit in class and not pull out my joke writing notebook and write stuff because that's when it comes to me yeah. I'm like oh my god these fucking look at all these weirdos am I looking oh my god look yeah. at that guy virgin <laughs> obviously like it's just crazy the people you see and you're like not to be mean but you're like holy fuck the human brain is judging 24-7 so when you're put in a room with closely with like 40 other people doing the same thing you start firing synapses left and right and you're like oh that guy oh this girl and Oh, this joke and like blah 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 blah. Like it's just it's it's perfect material. And I don't understand how people who are like painters or rappers or comedians or like you know I, I don't know what to write about. I don't have material, dude. The world, go outside. Yeah. It is it's there. Just, you literally you, you'll find it. It's really all experience. When they say that, it's admitting to me from their point, but they don't realize it that they're like isolated and they don't leave the house. Like that's what that means. They're like, oh, I don't know what to write about. Dude, you're obviously not going about your day because yeah. obviously you're 
just fucking staying at home and doing nothing because there's right, a whole the infinity. Like, meet one guy and talk to him for 20 minutes. After that, you're probably going to be pissed as fuck about his opinions and then walk away with a million, like, units of material. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Units of fucking creativity are, but you'll walk away with a lot of them chock full in your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I literally write so much. What do you think your favorite thing to write about is so far? Like, I mean, just, like, when I, like, add experience into it, mm-hmm. like, what, like, I've seen and shit, like, not, like, from the hood type shit, but, like, just through, like, growing up, like, I can put that in my music, and it feels a lot better. Is it something, what do you, so, do you add aspects of, like, living in a fucking country, like I mean, not really. Like because I think it's more genuine, and I think if you tap into that, you can honestly, like, I don't know how to say this. Like, I think Lil Dicky kind of showed a lot of people that, like, it doesn't matter where you come from. You yeah. can come from money and be a white guy and mm-hmm. still be fine. You just have to admit it. Be like, you know, I came, you know, I've always wanted to hear something like that where it's like you know I might come from the Colorado but I'm fucking because <laughs> I used to rap on the show with Matt and them but I don't have beats up and I am not in the mindset to try to spit at the current here uh, right now uh, universe moment even if you're hearing this in the future and you're like you can edit in a rap fuck you <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I don't know like I think rap's really good and it kind of irks me a little bit when some people are like oh I get it now. I was one of those dudes in high school, middle school, where I was like, rap sucks. I'm yeah. too fast. I don't know. What is it? I was one of those. <laughs> but I was also listening to a lot of old country and rock and roll and discovering genres of very old music and just sprinting my way through the decades of albums because yeah. I all music matters to me. But then I did that with rap. I started in the very first generations of rap, like the old gangster rap, and found beautiful artworks of masterpieces for the years. And walked away with a lot of appreciation for the culture. Because I think, at the end of the day, like it's not just some black dude that got shot, that made rap. It's an artist who had a voice, who painted pictures very vividly in my ears, and I think would have been crazy if they would have lived past the 27 and 24 ages that they yeah. died on. So, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to think about it sometimes. Because, like, when people are like, oh, I don't like rap, I'm like, well, why? Well, I don't listen to it. Well, why don't you listen to it? Are you avoiding it? They just like, I don't know. There's something for everybody. It's too hard for their ears, I think. Some people. When you say too like, hard, do you mean the like speed of the lyrics or nah, like the, the like, volume of the bass or like what? Like define the, that. Like the lyrics. Okay. Like too mature yeah. content. Like I don't like the I don't give a fuck attitude. But maybe there's too <laughs> much of that in the current. And yeah. if people started where I started, they might end up differently because I started in gangster rap I mean I started in like Dear Mama from Tupac which is literally like a love letter to his mom that he wrote as a gangster and like yeah it's hard but it's also very sincere and open and vulnerable and that's nice to see from a grown ass man that's damn near as hard as the album yeah Uh, All Eyes I don't know if that's All Eyes on Me I think that's as hard as the album personally because it has California Love, it has... Oh, I can keep going, but I'm not going to... Because a lot of them are, like, obscure references to the album that I specifically like. 
Um, but I'm a bigger fan of Biggie than I am Tupac. I know Tupac has a lot more songs out because he just he went crazy when he was alive because he I think he knew he was like I gotta get it out while I can, mm-hmm. and Biggie only got three out. But he had some like later stuff come out, so he's trickling. But I mean I don't know. Like both, I understand are kings of the culture. Yeah. But I don't understand how some people like think they're better than them. Like you can be different. And yes, I guess okay. You can be better, but like you shouldn't still shit talk because they're dead, and you can't. You shouldn't speak yeah. ill of the dead. First yeah, of all, yeah, never. But second of all, like it's just something like I look at it almost like a kung fu master. Like these are the guys who defined the the styles and wrote the scrolls and did all the teachings and meditated in the temples and they passed and now you pick up their works and listen to the things they've done and meditate and try to be better but you still pay homage they're your masters yeah. it's almost like the jedis like uh, you don't talk shit about yoda you don't talk shit about yoda i'm not even talking baby yoda because i don't give a shit about the mandalorian i'm talking about old man yoda although i would like to see a young yoda because i want to know if he fucked because i want to know if there's like a yoda kid somewhere well because if he was a kid and he's an old man he had to have an in-between where he was like Woo, space weed, condoms, and fucking aliens. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, everybody has that phase at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, what do you think is one thing you do want to do if you do make it in what you want to do? Like, do you want to have a specific collaborate album? Do you want to be able to go somewhere in the world? Do you want to, like... Like, if I got big... Like, yeah, what would, what would your direction then be? Because I thought about that, too. Like, all right, comedy, to... if comedy takes off, I would either go to New York or L.A. Yeah, for sure. Because I would either try to go to the comedy cellar and places like that in New York, or I would try to go to the comedy store in L.A. or places like that, and I would try to get hired on to SNL or one of these bigger comedy places that I want to write for. And if that takes off, I would try to fucking, like, more or less develop my own tour. Me on a bus, doing stand-up, I have an opener, or some of my friends I just think are funny and they open for me, Mm -hmm. and then that's the tour, and then that's the direction. Like, I have an idea for where I want the creative outlet to go. Do you have, like, a kind of, like, an idea like that? If you got... Is there a game plan if if the fuel happens? Yeah, I would either go to L.A. or Atlanta. Okay. And then probably just link up with, like, artists that are like coming up just like me mm-hmm. young guys keep going and just keep pushing. i think that's important and i think that's the i think that's the scary thing that people don't realize is that if you can just meet people of the exact same age yeah. that are trying to do the same thing as long as you keep that connection if one of you takes off it's very easy for the others to take off yeah for sure so like like animes do this a lot where like nine people of like the same year born and they're all like very strong and like why because they all work towards the same thing they all want to be the pirate king or what the fuck ever the anime is about so like i don't know i do think about that a lot too like i need to find other 21 year olds trying to be stand-ups but like they're not a ton around here because in dayton it's just like 30 year olds 45 year old dudes some 60 year old dudes and I love them all, and they're funny, and I've had a lot of them on the show that I like. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I do want somebody... Oh, well, Kevin Rupert was pretty young. 
But I, w- I would like someone who was like the exact same age. Because that would be a good rival. Yeah. Because I think sure. you need a healthy rivalry. Somebody that says, hey, I'm going to be better than you, but you should try your best to be better than me because what would the fun of the game be without a word the opponent? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's important too. I don't think any artist can just be good by himself. He needs something to rival. He uh-huh. has to have an opponent. There's no ping pong player that plays against the wall indefinitely. <laughs> he needs a, a I need I want to see two Asian dudes 40 feet apart from the ping pong table just smacking the fuck out of the ball. Give me that match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I want that. <laughs> um but yeah, like I don't know. I don't know. This show makes me think a lot and I think it's good like yeah. Self-reflection time. For sure. <laughs> do you um I guess do you have any questions for me before I keep going? Like I'll give you a chance to try to intervene. The show's funny to me because it doesn't matter what guest it is. I'll just talk over them regardless. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter who really comes on because it's to me it's just a fun Tuesday to, to hang out with a pal. I mean, we used to golf together, and I'll give you some background. Like, you I mean you're Dawson? Uh, we grew up from <laughs> the same hometown. We I think played t-ball together potentially. Because might have. Because our age gap is one year or two years, but we still played. Um, it was still like intricately leveled like baseball throughout the years like of t-ball and like hometown teams but you were always around and like so were other individuals like Isaac Plankenhorn Jonathan Turner Logan Pettit I want to have everyone like that on the show like I want to have the whole golf team on the show at some point and I've got Logan for Saturday I want to have Jonathan on I don't know if Brian Harrison would do it I would hope he would because he was always always really nice to me and like always loved being around but it's just this is one of those things that I don't know if people want to do it because it is very vulgar but it is very sincere at the same time, and that's a weird thing to have at the same moment. <laughs> yeah. The whole team was comedy. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, like I'm not trying to take credit for that, but like, no, I can't take credit for that because you know what? Jonathan Turner is a very funny individual. Comedy. He is so fucking funny. But I would like, and maybe that's why it always pushed me to try to be as funny as I could because mm-hmm. I I just hated when Jonathan would get all the not attention but just all the laughs yeah. because as. Because I think I've been a comic my whole life, but I didn't really have a label for it until I hit college, and I realized, oh, stand-up. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense now. Because once you say it, it's like, huh, he always has been kind of an asshole. (laughs) But, like, I love Jonathan. I mean, dude, the best moment from Jonathan was when we were on the bus, and he just pulled out, like, the loaf of bread. He just started eating just bread. And I'm like, what the... Dude, when Kyle Bachman told his nuts out in the early morning buses, I was like, what the fuck is happening? The golf team was quirky and yeah. just didn't give a shit. It was funny. I did like that. Oh, Brian was Brian's anger. Does it? Oh, he's like fucking like roar of a fucking yeah, roar. Like, like he's so a, loud, he, well, he was just a bigger guy. Oh, do you remember how he'd always be eaten? Like every first yes. hole of every match. Like, like what are you eating this morning? Dog or something. Yeah, <laughs> my dad would be like, "What do you got this morning, Brian?" Goes, a couple hot dogs. And then he'd kill him right before he teed off. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> but I love that. Yeah, See, me sure. and Brian couldn't play together because you're not really su- well, supposed to talk to your opponents. I guess it's not really like a thing you're supposed to do, but we always did. And when me and Brian were together, we would always try to talk to the opponents, like have a laugh with them and joke around. Oh, and we would always did. talk about shit. I'm like, hey, I'm going to say this to him. Because secretly me and Brian were like, if you can make somebody laugh, they're not thinking about their game. And either that's going to help them or hurt them, but we're willing to take that random chance and have a good time. And then there's always that group that you get of, like, tryhards. Oh, the number that ones. That always, the number like, one. That's why I didn't like, out, that's why I didn't want to be a one or two. I would suck a dick sometimes and drop my 
score so I can hang out with Brian. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, golf doesn't really matter. I was matter. chilling at four. Yeah, I, I mean, was, yeah, we're playing with you I had, time. like, funny-ass people with me. I love Brian and Logan and all them. And I do miss them. But, like, again, it's a good example of people you don't see as much and talk to as much. But when you do, it's really nice. And yeah. I'm excited as fuck to do Logan episode because I haven't seen him in a minute. I don't know if Jonathan would do the show. You think he would come on this? I don't know, really. He has some good stories, I'm sure. Yeah, being drunk stories. in cornfields, <laughs> or at least. <laughs> um, man, I remember one time I was working at the golf course at Highland, and Larry was gone. Yeah. But this is back when me and Dawson and the rest of the team used to work at the golf course. Because you and me worked together a couple shifts. Yeah, um, when Brian would stop working there, um, we would work there so we could golf for free. And we would pick the range, do whatever, and this guy left his golf bag on the course. It was just me and the two young dudes that ran the pro shop. Yeah. Okay? At least at the time. And they're like, whose bag is that? And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, I have no idea. I mean, I don't even know how you would see something like that. So so we're sitting there, and we're like, well, shit, there's no one on the course. We wait for a while. And eventually, I pull up the idea. I'm like, well, let's just go through it, because maybe he'll have a scorecard. (laughs) Like, let's look for a scorecard, because his name will be written. And that was just enough for them to be like, dude, this kid's a genius. Yeah, of course let's go through his shit. We go through his back. Did I find this itty-bitty little, like, plastic cup, like, Dixie cup of, like, yeah. weed? Yeah. And I'm like, huh, what's this? <laughs> and I think, I don't remember what his name was at the time, but the young guy comes over, and he goes, and I think he looks over to Derek, and he's like, Derek, there's weed in this bag. And without even hesitation, he goes, that's probably Larry's bag. Or, like, some, like, player that was always on the course or some yeah. bullshit like that. Like, and he knew. And I was like, huh? So I tried to put it back, but then the young dude was like, we should smoke this. And I was like, I don't know if we should, because you don't smoke weed, you don't know. Yeah. At the same time, he was also like, let's roll it up in a dollar bill. And I didn't want, want ink poisoning, so I was just like, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> never. So I just didn't. And, then, I mean, looking back now, I guess I would have, that would have been a good story to been like, I smoked a dollar bill blunt. I guess I should have done drugs, kids. I don't know what the message of this show is. It is an adult comedy hour, and if you don't understand that, fuck off! <laughs> you just gotta be mean to the audience. Like, why are they here? <laughs> no one asked them to be. <laughs> We're just two dudes talking. <laughs> they just happen to be listening. Um, what do you think is something you'll always do in your life that no matter how big you get, like, here's the example. No matter how big I get, I think Abby's always going to have a snow globe collection. <laughs> or, like, I'm always going to burn incense in my house like a hippie. Like, like it's like the little things. Like, what makes Dawson Dawson? Uh, I'm always going to have, like, a sense of fashion. A <laughs> sense of fashion with a humble brag. I'm always going to look fresh. All right, real, you're always right? going to try to look nice. You're not going to try to slack in the fashion department yeah, ever. Even unless as, it's like, like an old a, man. Unless it's like a lazy day at the house and I'm not going out or something. So I don't have the masculinity to pull off earrings like you do. Because yeah. I just don't have that self-confidence. I do have a tattoo, but <laughs> and it hurt like hell. Um, but at some points I do, I'm like, dude, what if my hair gets super long and I get a feather earring and I just wear out the hippie? <laughs> Fuck! Oh, <my> <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny as fuck? I'd be weak. Do you have any tattoos? No, I Do you I want any want, tattoos? I want that. What do you want? I love I was, talking tattoos. I was probably gonna get, like, one for Austin. Okay, Green. the guy that passed away yeah. that was dating, what's her name, from Trevor? Yeah. Or something like that? Mm-hmm. I wasn't really close with him. 
Yeah, but we, I did see him pass away. We grew up at like the fair and stuff together. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. Are you gonna get his name, or is it gonna be something like specific, maybe? That, I mean, like, just if, both of you. Because I think it's nice to have something that both of you share, like an eye object or yeah. an image or something like that that you just know. You know, it, it I might know. be an image. Okay. What would but something at the fairgrounds potentially? Yeah, something like that. That's not a terrible idea. I like that. I know Nolan, my friend with diabetes, that's been on the show. He uh, had a friend, Hudson. You might know Hudson. That might be a familiar name to you. He died in a car wreck with his sister. Okay. Outside of, like, Arcanum or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. He was, like, best friends with Nolan, and Nolan was like, yeah, my first tattoo is going to be something big across my chest, and it's going to be something for Hudson and me. And I'm yeah. like, that's very sweet. So, like, that's, you know, I totally get that. But, like, and not to be mean, but let me push, push past the boundaries of just that kind of shit. What about just making Dawson Dawson? What do you want besides, like, mementos to friends? Like, something that just you enjoy. What makes Dawson Dawson? Why does he want a tattoo of that? Like, some people get shows. Some people get, you know. Like, not to... I mean, it's just, like, it makes you feel like he's, like... Like, would you ever get a mic? I thought about getting a mic tattoo. Even, like, a little yeah. one on my finger. Or something yeah, like that at some definitely point. something towards rap for sure. Well, I'm definitely gonna get my next tattoo right here on my arm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen my first tattoo? No. It hurt a lot. Do you want to see it? Where's it at? Well, take my shirt off, ladies and gentlemen. It's on my back. <laughs> um, it is the Omega sign from you know God of War. It's also a world serpent, but I got it because Dee Dee and me used to play um, all of the God of Wars when we were living in the same yeah. house. But now that he, when he played for the Reds, and they got traded with the Diamondbacks, and they got traded with the Yankees, and they got traded with the Phillies. I don't see him a lot, but we still FaceTime him a lot, but it still hurts to not live in the same house. So I got that to remind me of him. Plus, it's like a little circle of protection that's always watching my back. Yeah. I know that's very, uh, I almost said gay, but that's not the right word for that. Um, homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had nothing in the chamber for that, so suck my dick, ladies and gentlemen. Now, that's a little gay. <laughs> um Damn, we hit the mark. I'm glad I looked over so we didn't like run over. Listen, this has been the Disappointing Radio Show. Um, we'll cut it here so we can get back to the second talking bit after we potentially get food. Um, I might smoke one of those herbal cigarettes I've heard so much about, like the Arabs down the block are smoking. And if you don't get that reference, you really don't watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I love that because the Charlie's mom is like a closeted racist. And she's like, oh, those Muslims are down the street with their herbal cigarettes. Where are they coming and going? And Charlie's like, Mom, it does not matter. They're not terrorists. And she's like, how could you know that? (laughs) And there's that, like, middle America white woman racism that people are like, hey, that's racist, too. Like, a lot of people don't. I call it out everywhere now. I don't give a shit who you are. If I see racism, I'll be like, like the racist police. I don't know where I'm going with this bit. Enjoy the first culture shock, and we'll be back after this. This in chair one has been awesome. <laughs> and we'll be back after this. This next culture shock I'm gonna play because I personally know Dawson loves this fucking album, and I personally know that he fucking loves this artist. So please enjoy J. Cole. The song is Motivate, and it's spelled M-O-T-I-V-Eight, just in case any of you thought I was fucking illiterate. And it's off the album KOD. Dawson, don't ask me how I know you love this fucking album. I'm just a god. So please enjoy this next culture shock. Motivate! 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 Go! You really want to know who Superman is? <laughs> Watch this. Oh! I can't handle sympathy for 
fuck, nigga. All the shit I seen to make my blood thicker. Spill from methadone inside the double cup. Double up my cream, now that's a double stuff. Yeah. Please don't hit my phone if it ain't about no commas Keep the peace like Dalai Lama, big body hummus Backing out the parking spot and throw the lobby on him He exempt, Sean Kempy, keep that 40 on him Go, motivate, 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 I'm trying to hide, I'm popping a pill, I'm feeling alive, 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 I'm Whoa, suddenly, I feel like taking a PJ, fly to the yard on a weekday, eating ceviche, but like half of a million inside of my briefcase, a couple of freeze play, and they don't speak English, but the money is something that they can complain day, and I got bread like I'm green day, I come around and they heads turn, used to like bitches with hair perm, now I like it natural, actual, factual, naps and shit, bougie still do ratchet shit, not afraid to pass the clip before I make the ratchet spit, blam, motivate, 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 You know, honestly, I don't really give a shit if Dawson likes this next song or you as the vis- uh, listener, visitor, listener by chance. I'll give a shit is what I'm trying to fucking say because I love this fucking song. And Dawson, if you're listening, rap is just like Kung Fu. You have to practice and you have to master it. But once you do, you become a fucking artisan of it. So please enjoy Rainy Days featuring the Ghostface Killer and the Blue Raspberry... Yeah, Blue Raspberry. Sorry, the name came out a little slow from the fucking Spotify thing. Or I would be prepared, but really that never is going to happen. This is a Raekwon album off, uh, built for Cuban links. It's Rainy Days. I hope you fucking enjoy because it is a goddamn masterpiece. Please enjoy. It's a mystery inside Of how I'm gonna get my I'm thinking about so many ways of how to conquer these rains. You sang beautifully just now. I sang for him, and he isn't here. Niggas just fucking rob my gate, man. Word. Yo, fucking, yo, my murder somebody.
I sit back and count ways on how to get rich, son. So improve, ask my bits to the late nights. Build with my A and lights. We can pull a heist, snatch ice, or rock mics. But this rap shit got me wanna clap back. The latch hour goes the only pesos made from scratch. But in due time, soon to get my light bumpsy. Heavy on the wrist, polo my socks and rugby's. Old flicks remind me of Gucci's. Back in Union Square when Little Max Mill blast me. Yeah, that was Bill Bill. Fast forward, 94, who got the bad bass? Filthiest fingers scream for more, bless me out of state. How they Jake Starks is back, niggas want work. Now I'm brought back off a G-Pack. Coke rocks, put the co-ops living gossip. Them big lip niggas singing the cops need the boxing. Stop it, the project's over flooded with slow leaks. The fiends get, new faces get wrapped in sheets. I gotta get mine, like my old earth, bless the cheese line. Sipping on fine wines, the power of the blacks you find. Is the break, son. Styles are similar to criminals locked up with gats. Ghetto tabernacles is fucked up. I live once, though. The mind stays infinite. Traveling to touch nine planets in my midst while I carry to earn a decent salary. Soon get married, raise a family. But the plan will be real great. To sit up in the law, camp stacks and max. And real cats go watch my back. But listen to the woo, son, and maintain this all real. Solving individuals kill. I pump what's only right, leave the poison alone. Projects infested with rats, cats, and crack homes. Half of us will try to make it, the other half will try to take it. So many fake, half real freedom bill. Born to science, my alliance analyzes wild surprises. Keeping my eyes wide to this, the unfortunate. Laying in mountains, counting with jewelry on. Can it be the next team house to horn? Shield done just for real ones, like the liar. I hate to have to tie the next guy up. Pay attention to 10 10 wins. Who blinks? Now I'm staring you the truth. Buckle up, now who's a legend?
and I hate commercials. Don't even say the C word to me. Where that loser Brighton at? No and B? He probably out there boxing birds and shiz. Let's get back to it before anyone tunes out. <sighs> you think anybody's still listening to this crap? You tripping, big dog. Okay. <laughs> you just jump in. It's like a roller coaster. Uh, it's like an orgy. It's just put your dick in somebody. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah. jumping full force. Is what we're telling, uh, trying to get to you, ladies and gentlemen. So we were listening to some music on the break. Um, what do you think of the Wu Tang Clan? Did you really listen to them before today? Nah, what do you I mean, think now? I didn't hear Getting a taste of that. Gotta be that it was all so simple then. It's hard, like oh. the beats, the the people that made those beats are because it's simple piano and bass work. That's yeah. all you need. That's the foundation and building blocks of so much music. You can yeah. just do so much off that that. So For like, sure. if you take the time just to learn a few things, you can go a long way. But people want to express it, and they're like, oh, synth, synth everything. No, if you want to do things right, you have to have an actual keyboard, an actual some kind of bass, or an actual some kind of like that. That'll produce some heavy level sound. Yeah. And that'll produce some next level, like, I think, pieces of music. And I think if you want to take your music career to the next level, you'll have to have people that eventually, like, play live bass or yeah. piano in it because that'll add an extra level of hardness to mm -hmm. it and, and realness. And, For sure. And that'll be clean. Um, so smooth. Is the producer that you're with now, does he do live instruments or does he do mostly, like, synth? It's pretty much all synth, but he can get like live instrument sounds from like. Does he have live instruments there? Yeah, they have them there at the studio. Okay, that's nice. Where is that? It's uh, in Cincinnati, Timeless Recording Studios. Okay, I guess a shout out if you wanna yeah. <laughs> tell them. Shout out Timeless. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, what do you think is your favorite part about working with them? Because I had a producer reach out to me. They're like, hey, do you want to do anything comedy-wise? And I was like, yeah, you know, that's my ideas. They just have, like, it's this hard quality. Why them? Because, like, I was just, I searched studios near me. Near me? And... Was it cheap? Was it expensive? It's, uh, for two hours for Studio A, it's, like, 90. Whew. Yeah. Two hours? But I can get three songs done in two hours. Okay, if you if you have it already, yeah, you probably get it. a lot of stuff done if you have it like already in, yeah, in you mind. Just gotta, you just got to be like, all right, dude, do this beat. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and my producer's like fast with it; like he knows what he's doing. That's nice. Um, do you ever try to have anybody do live instrument stuff? I never have. You should try. You should. I, you should I see know. if anybody next time you're there be like, hey. Does anybody have the ability, or you should try to fuck around with the piano, like, in the off time, just to see if you can, boom, mm -hmm. just something, just because, you'd be surprised how just simple stuff can go a long way, too. Yeah. Because you just stack it, make something simple, have that on loop, but it's still live, and it's played, and that element's still captured in that, and that's what For it sure. is. Um, kind of like this show, it's just in the moment, a dog shit, just the sound of it as it comes out. <laughs> get that sound, get that sound, there it is. <laughs> um, what do you think is, like, in your opinion, the most, like, oh, like, do they have, like, a big name that's helped from that studio? Um, they have a big producer named X. Okay. He's, like, the head engineer there. Okay, and he's, he I'm like pretty a... sure he's done, like, 
I'm pretty sure he's produced for K Camp. Because K Camp came through there at some point in time. Like a whole album or like just, just a like song? a couple songs. Okay. Well that's still something. It was on the uh album with the uh like the brown cover. Yeah. Like the brown tannish cover. Right. Okay, well that's something at least. Yeah. That's so hey, stepping stones. Um I did interview one other rapper on the show. Uh his name was D Knight and he was from Dayton and he was trying to tell me that the best Biggie Smalls album was Life After Death. And I was like, Sir, the best Biggie Smalls album is Ready to Die. First of all. <laughs> first and foremost, you are incorrect. <laughs> Although I did tell him point blank, Niggas Bleed on Life After Death is an incredibly hard and masterpiece of a song. Love it. Yeah. Today's agenda got the suitcase in the centra. Go to room one twelve. Tell them Blanco centra. And like he just tells a story, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh big papa, tell me this drug. Because like Juicy was a story, and it was good, and like all these other stories that he did on Ready to Die, but it was not as as gangstery. But Life After Death, he really took on that persona of like. Today's agenda got the suitcase up in the centra. Go to room one twelve. Tell them Blanco centra. Feel exchanges, if no money exchanges, I got the room to ranges. <laughs> Leave them niggas brainless. <laughs> I love, like, I, I, uh, uh. and it feels so weird being a white guy appreciating this kind of music, but, like, it's a love for the craft. Yeah. And I think you can kind of help illustrate that. Like, some people just, eh. people treat it like a word that nobody can say, but really it's a word that can bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun word, and uh, it's something that I think the rap community is tackling. Yeah. Secretly in the sidelines, comedy is working their way to try to help it, but rap is definitely leading the race first and foremost. And then politicians are way in the back there, trailing <laughs> behind because they are not good about talking about the n word or nigga because those are two different words, in my opinion. Like the first one's a hard ER one that would come out of like a white southern, like I hate black people, like that kind of dude. Like that's <laughs> where that one's coming from. But yeah. niggas coming from like a place of endearment and like a place of brothership and a place yeah, of like, because sure. it's also a versatile word. Um, it's something that you can say when you're excited to see somebody and you're like, what nigga? Like, it's so fun to get, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, hey! <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just something that like, yeah, you don't do it in front of your parents because they wouldn't get it. Oh, but I'd love to pop one off in front of my parents. <laughs> I'd love it. But they would just, they'd be like, oh, don't say that. I'd be like, why? Because <laughs> I don't want to do that whole exchange. Because <coughs> yeah. I love them and I don't want to fucking, I don't want to do that ball ball throw back and forth of like, ha, 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 bad stuff, bad stuff. Um, do you, to this day, as a, how old are you now? 19. 19. To this day, do you kind of still fight your parents? Are you still pretty good? Like, are you good with your terms of parents? I fight I mean, my parents sometimes. a lot. Of Even though I don't live with them, I still fight with them to this day. Because the first thing they say when I see them is like, oh my God, cut your hair. Oh my God, show your face. I'm like, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Tell me you're glad to see me. Christ. Sure you. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I like to get personal on the show. Like, are you on good yeah. terms with your parents? Yeah, right now, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I hope in the future you're like on terrible terms and then you're like, I was on good terms then. I could be on good terms now. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I have to have you fight with your parents. I guess do something that'll make them mad and then this fight will be cured. I do make them mad a lot. I do make I make my parents piss all the time. Um, 
every time I go see my mom, she's always like, ah, have you been drinking today? And that's such a weird thing, because I'm like, I don't drink a lot. It's just because I turned 21 doesn't mean I'm going to be yeah. a fucking alcoholic. Like, I'm not really into she drinking. She always asks you that. Yeah, kind of. She, like, <laughs> every time I go to the basement, like, to go piss or shit, she always looks like I'm going to take, like, a wine bottle or something. She goes, what are you doing down there? I'm like, shitting. There's a bathroom down here. She goes, uh-huh. I'm like, what do you think I'm going to do? Huck a wine bottle in my... I can just go get one. I'm good. Oh, God. I think it's protective is what it is. I think she just wants her alcohol. You know yeah. what I mean? And she's like, I want to drink it. Maybe that's what it is. And she's the alcoholic. I'm kidding, Mom. I love you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But I guess you just don't want your kid to drink alcohol, even if they are legal age, because I guess it is a poison. But I don't really like alcohol. I just took I took fancy alcohols, like wine. Like, I think that's different. Yeah. Does that make sense? Is, mm-hmm. there's, I think there's different kinds of alcohol. Maybe they're designed different to hit you different. Because I think alcohol, in different ways. the chemical in tequila definitely makes you feel like you're going to do some terrible shit that night. Yeah, like you... <laughs> don't give me tequila, bro. He said, don't give me tequila, bro. Um, I always, like, ponder what is, like, the best alcohol, like, beverage or cocktail. Um, what's your... In your opinion, the best cocktail. Mine. Jack and Coke. I was literally about to say Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke. There's something about a Jack and Coke that just feels like my teeth are like in place and like. Especially at the club. That's the only thing I get. See, the last time I went really hard on a Jack and Coke, it was my cousin Kara's wedding and they had an open bar. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. I, I can drink. And I was like, shit, what do I get? So I had one glass of champagne, because everyone had one at the table, mm-hmm. and I had two glasses of wine, and then I think I lost count around nine or ten Jack and Cokes. The ride home, oh dude, it's just McKenna, me, mom and dad, and the fucking ride back, just in the car, everything's vibrating, like my eyes are going all over the place, and I'm like, I'm cool, don't barf, I get all the way home and just unleash it under the fucking toilet, none of them, I went straight downstairs, none of them knew, didn't make a mess, (laughs) kept it all together, but through the whole night, I was drunk as a motherfucker, because I had never really been at a wedding with an open bar and been 21, and I was like, damn, I'm about to go hard in the paint. I didn't. Re- I did not dress for the occasion for how hard I'm about to go in the paint. Yeah. And you know, I had some snacks in my pocket to like keep me through the night through the wedding. Mm-hmm. But like, it was still something that you know, I don't know. It's still. It, I needed more, and then then little snacks in my pocket to keep me afloat from multiple Jack and Cokes. Uh-huh. I went <laughs> oh. to OSU mm-hmm. like a couple months ago and blew like. 150 at the club and didn't even know it, but because I was, I was just is so 150 drunk. high? What what does it go off of? I don't know, like what the gauge works off. What do you mean? Does it go up or down? What? Like when you blow in a? No, like 150 dollars. Oh, I thought you said you blew like, a 1.50, and no, I was like, no. oh. So how did... I didn't know they breathalyzed you at the club. <laughs> That's like, crazy, man. <laughs> I thought you got breath... Damn, you were 150 bucks. Well, club drinks are expensive but as it's fuck. it's just because, like, yeah. And, like, when you get drunk, you just want more. <laughs> what an bro. answer. You just want more. Yeah, I guess. What an answer. He was just... You just want more. <laughs> um, my roommates, they are fond of shower beers. And I've never understood the concept of being in a hot-ass shower and having a cold beer. But they yeah. swear by it because they say the temperature differentiation is just fucking stellar. 
And I've always wanted to ask my dad, like, you like shower beers? Because he looks like the man. He like, looks like, like a shower he, beer. Your dad looks like he would also have liked a shower beer. But it's a hard question to bring up with your father. Yeah. You're like, hey, old man. Hey, hey, you uh, you like a beer in the shower sometimes? <laughs> well, actually, not that you miss it. Go get me one. I'm watching the shower right now. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, it's hard to get that conversation going. But you want to have that conversation because you want to be close to your dad. Yeah. But, like, dads are hard to relate to. They like a lot of weird shit. They think we're weird. I get it. But, like, they're weird. Yeah. How do you sit outside for, like, seven hours and just fish sober? I would kill myself. <laughs> I said I can't. Like, I get some drink, but, like, you have to drive yourself out there. You're not going to fucking... You're an old man. You can't drink as much anymore. So, like, how do you, I just... I don't see how that's so much fun. Like, I, t- I went with my dad and my girlfriend recently, and it was actually a lot of fun because I didn't fish. It was a lot of fun just watching them fish and not catch a lot and just laughing and commentating. And then I also had, like... I don't even know. I think I had, like, one drink. Um, yeah. And it was pretty good. Uh, but... I was just sitting there, just talking to him, and I kind of understood it because it was fun to watch him catch something because I didn't have to do any of the work. But like, I just, I don't, I'm not into it. Like, I'm not into hunting because I don't want to, I don't want to shoot it, get it. Well, I've been coyote hunting because you don't have to do anything. You can just yeah. shoot them and leave them because they'll eat each other because that's the only thing that you don't have to clean up in Ohio. And it's <laughs> year-round hunting for coyote season. Isn't that weird for like, except Man. for like one week in deer season, I believe. So you can shoot coyotes whenever you want. Yeah. If you have a license for it, I think. I don't know, it might be just open, but I could be wrong. Uh, that I would look into, ladies and gentlemen, I hope. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, you can just go coyote shooting and just fucking shoot them and leave them because they'll just eat each other because they're pieces of shit. Coyotes suck. That's why That's why you can shoot them. They, yeah. They're terrible things. They kill livestock and they fucking, you know, they repopulate like crazy and they fuck shit up. What a, like, a nuisance of an animal. It's like if my show became a fucking four-legged beast and was like, <laughs> and it's like, shoot us, eat us. <laughs> like, we don't give a shit. We'll eat our own kids in front of you. Um, we're just cannibalizing over here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the theme of the album that you want to make will be in terms of style? So, and I give you an example. I've heard rap albums to where it was like a parody of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory but it was like something's like stink factory and it was yeah. like it was really good abby showed it to me and it was really funky and the beats were really clean but like that's already been done so like don't do that but that's a good example of something like a good audible movie of like they go, all the kids getting you know because all the kids separate and like the one kid wins it and mm-hmm. he wins a doomsday device it's gonna blow everything up and they have to stop him and it's great and it's yeah. funny um but, like, I think it also should, it could be a little funny if you try to be. Yeah. I'm going to do, like, it's going to be, like, all hard songs, not, like, any, like, soft singing or anything. Right. And it's going to be, like, all, like, fast tempo. And what is, like, the, the, if you had to take a guess, like, would you structure, I guess we can, like, this is where we come up with it, I guess. Where we structure, like, the, what's the theme of the whole album? Like, even, like, the interludes, what's, like, the... Are they in space? Is it a western? Like, no, it's like western gangster? That'd be fucking awesome. I don't know. I'm a gunslinger. Really. It's just like, oh. It's just like about having confidence. Okay. 
like, and yourself, like, have self-esteem, nigga! Like, don't <laughs> like, worry about what Feel good people. about yourself! Yeah, don't worry about what other people think. Alright, that's nice. I guess that's a good message for now, but I didn't know if you were going to go for, like, because you said it was going to be, like, a whole, like, a, if it, well, I guess you said I you might put it, like, a story you didn't, behind it. I guess you said you didn't know if it was going to be 12 or 20, whatever, because yeah. it depends on what you want to do. Well, if you go, okay, if you go for a big-ass one, what would you go for? Like, what yeah. audible movie are you going to try to craft? Are you going to try to craft? <laughs> that sounded weird, but I think it came out correct. I don't know. I feel like the first part of the album would be, like, like the hardships and everything. What if, what if, what if, hear me out, what if you do Back to the Future, but instead of going where they go, you just go throughout time in that car and drive it to, like, the hoods of Beggy and Tupac and... And you travel back in time and do gangster shit with the old Al Capones and fucking and pay homage and that like would be tough. and be like gangsters through time and it's you pimped out in the fucking DeLorean <laughs> looking clean. That's a good idea. It is. He said that is <laughs> pressuring you to like it. I love how my backgrounds end up being the same thing at the at sometimes for everybody at home that can't see this. Fuck you. It's something that's happening in the room that we're recording in. Um... But as I go on, I do like your little getup. I like the pink, black, and white. You look like a like an ice cream candy in person. Like, yeah. Delicious, I guess. <laughs> Is that the vibe you're going for? Yeah, it just pops. <laughs> he said it pops. Um, I always like chains, but I like yeah. when they're specific and different to people because I I'm over the cross chain. I get it, but yeah, I, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen I think it. like I wear the mic. Because stand up, hello, mm-hmm. and it's a good reminder to constantly wear like a burden around my neck. <laughs> like some a, people that don't even go to church wear a cross. Yeah, and I'm like, why not wear something that's specific to you? Yeah, like what do you like to do? Like, all right, if you like bowling, wear a fucking bowling ball. Like, I don't give a shit. Just something that you think you're good at, that you have a lot of respect for, that you can wear around your neck and support. And I like that. Mm-hmm. And some people get tattoos. I mean, I'll get a comedy tattoo soon. But, oh, man, all the tattoo shops are closed and it sucks. That's not considered essential, which I get it. Yeah. But I would love a tattoo. <laughs> For real. Will you get a... Well, I guess we already talked about that. Um, I want to say I'll get probably a lot by the time I'm, like, 40. Because I have a red one, and you've seen it. Yeah. But I want to get one of every color. So I want, like, a yellow-themed tattoo like that has a lot of yellow in it. I want, like, a green. I want a blue. Because life's very colorful, and yeah. a lot of people are fine with getting black and white tattoos, but I'm, I'm going to go a different route with my body. Um, and the, the comedy one's going to be black, and it's going to be a flag, and it's going to be a pirate flag from, like, the style of anime yeah. from One Piece, where they each have, like, a pirate flag based on the, like, captain, and, like, mine's going to be Brooke. Cause he's like the musician, but he's also like the comedian of the crew mm-hmm. and the skull like bones in the background that make an X behind the skull. They're going to be microphones and I'm going to have a quote around the flag and it's going to say something. Well, there's a quote from an anime in my hero academia that all might says the little statue that I have on top of my shelf. And he says something like, um, hero, uh, being a hero is the essence of meddling where you don't belong. So yeah. I'm gonna change that to say, uh, being a comedian, being a comedian is the essence of joking where you shouldn't. 
And I think it'll be a good yeah, reminder to be like, don't don't feel like you're doing the wrong thing. You're fine. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I know some people <laughs> don't like their envelopes being pushed, but comedians have to do that. They have yeah. to progress the world. And then you, if you can't joke about it, how are you going to fucking move on and progress about it? You know what yeah. I mean? If you can joke about global warming, you can help global warming. But if you can't, then fuck you! <laughs> We're just aggressive to the audience. Um, <laughs> I don't know what, if any, material is, like, untouchable. You know? Is there anything you can't joke about? Mm. I've heard some damn... I've got some good abortion jokes. I've got some good suicide jokes. I've got some good 9-11 jokes. I've got some good... Uh, global warming jokes? No, I don't. I've got, like, one. You know what I mean? Like, everything's fine to joke about. Like, what else? Wow. He said, I don't know, but... That's a lot right there. Religion's funny as fuck to joke about. I got a million of those. I've heard... When I used to hang out with uh, Hunter Lee a lot... Mm-hmm. We would always like search like inappropriate jokes, <laughs> like, uh, comedy ass jokes that made no sense, <laughs> just pointless backhanded <laughs> jokes. I don't like one spitters. Like I like jokes that I actually craft. Like I have a whole joke about Jesus's foreskin that I'm very proud of that I think is very funny because that's very specific. Jesus's cock's skin. Wow. Wow. That's pushing the envelope. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got some good gay jokes. I've got some good getting fingered as a guy jokes. He shook. Whoa. He shook when I said whoa. that, ladies and gentlemen. His legs vibrated. Whoa. He said, whoa. Like a fucking roller coaster. Nah. Yeah, I've got some good finger jokes. So what I do is I, I, I stand up and I'm, you know, I'm telling Santa for a while. And at some point I'm like, guys, I want to get serious for a minute. No, I want to I wanna slow down. And I take my time getting to my chair and then I get there and I'm like, Oh, man. So I got fingered the other day. And it's just that. And wow. I let him sit with that. And, and then the I let it sit for like one minute. And the one black girl from the front was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, but by a girl. So it's fine, right? That's not gay. And there was a gay guy in the audience. He goes, I don't know. I was like, well, we'll talk after. But And then I go on. And then I talk about like, you know getting fingered as a dude and you, why why we do it because there's a g-spot there and like i don't he said i know i don't but it Never. was just a bit and uh the bit ends with me getting very aggressive with the audience it's like well here's the thing like i didn't know if i was gonna be clean or not like i'm a guy i'm never like welcoming company from my back end so i didn't know if the grease trap was clean so i had to go take a shower and freshen up and like, I mean, and then uh, then I get really great. I'm like, okay, how, because by this point I had him laughing. I have the video of it. And I'm like, how do you know? How do you know that your fucking ass would have been cleaned if I would have fucking put my dick in there and there would have been shit on it? Come on. Like, <laughs> and it's like, not that then I have to come back and be like, not that there was a dick in my ass, but you get the point. <laughs> I mean, I, and I give a lot of credit to girls because I'm like, you know, a stow to them. They keep that shit, you know. It's not always great. You know, sometimes there are stragglers. It happens. But it's the price you pay for great-ass sex, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he says, <"Shh>, <laughs> Listen, 
All I'm saying is butt sex is sex that will not get her pregnant. Sponsored, Brighton Jones, 2020. <laughs> Quoted. <laughs> it's just ridiculous sentences. I, I think if I ran for mayor, that's what I would run on. Just shit that would make so much sense. and be like, what? be like, ass sex. You won't get pregnant, Brighton Jones, 2020. Vote for me, mayor. And then it's like my next debate. They're like, sir, you said something about ass sex and maybe we'll get her pregnant. But this lady, uh, she was upside down and we all came in her and she got pregnant. What do you say about this? And I said, well, these circumstances are very specific and I don't think this bit is going anywhere and I'm very upset about what's happening. I could just keep going, but I won't. I think that's the point of the show, just deflects my ability of, like, rambling. Because I've always been able to do that. Just keep going, keep going till it's funny. I think that was a good skill I learned on the golf course. Because, where it's, dude, oh my yeah, god. I remember. I remember taking, uh, I remember, Brian, was it Brian? Somebody shit on the golf course. Who? Like, on the golf course. Like, not on the green, but, like, aside. Like, I think it might have been Jonathan. Team? Yeah. Jonathan. I don't remember. During a practice, one of them Had shit on the Jonathan. golf course. I don't remember who it was. Had to be Jonathan. It could have been. That makes a lot of sense in my head, but I don't want to put it to him without him. Maybe we'll put this out at some point, and he'll be like, I have to go defend my honor on this fucking stupid-ass show with this stupid asshole I'm talking about. I'm shitting on golf courses. I definitely have taken a lot of pisses on golf courses. But I don't think I've ever taken a shit on a golf course. Never. Have you taken a piss on a golf course? Oh, yeah. Those are a little rough, because you're like, oh, God. Because I've always had a fear. I'm like, that would be when it happens. When you take your bare cock and balls out to take a piss, and that's when a, a long, like, hole-over slice comes and crunks you right in the fucking testicles or dick, and that's when it happens. You get your big dick injury. Because I feel like everybody gets a big dick injury at some point in their life as a guy. And, like, I know it's coming at some point. And I'm not going to pull my dick out on a golf course ever. I have a weird omen about it. I'm like, ah, it's going to happen. So I, I, like, hunker down. I get right behind a shed or something. I'm like, all right, if somebody slices it by this, they're a fucking god. And I deserve to... After, after my bludgeoned cock is done, like, bleeding from the golf ball impact, I should go give it back to him and be like, Here you go, sir. You deserve this. You broke my balls. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 it's, I've gotten a blowjob in a On park a once. Course? Oh. In a park once, but never a golf course. Because I feel like there's too much, like, I stability on golf courses because there's not as much trees as you'd like on golf courses which is weird to say because you don't want any trees on golf courses mm -hmm. but like i think getting a blowjob on a fucking or like to bang on a golf course that would be legendary but i've gotten a blowjob at a park no wait i've gotten a blowjob beside a golf course <laughs> but not on a golf course and technically that golf course only had like four holes and was in richmond and just Glenn Miller Park. <laughs> he said. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if that counts. It's wild times to be alive and get blowjobs at such a young age. I don't think a lot of people talk about their sexual endeavors. And, like, I think people who have the balls to go do shit in public are fucking hilarious to me. Just because it's the fucking, like, the thrill of the hunt is like, am I gonna get caught? And I think it's one of those things that, like, I want to really, I want to make a really good joke about that at some point in my life, like a, like a public play joke or like a public sex bit, yeah. like a. So I was fucking my girlfriend in the park the other day, and they're like, "What?" And it's like, "Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
we were in the lake. And it's like, what? It's like, we were trying to feed the fish. We were trying to make soup for them to eat. Little swimmers. <laughs> or something. I don't know. I See, this is me thinking on the top of my head. But I think that would be a good bit. Like a public sex bit. But like, start it in the park. Because that's kind of like off-putting. Like, damn dude, that's where people walk their dogs. I don't need you getting head on a Thursday in the afternoon at a park. <laughs> and it's like, dude, she offered. And then he goes, alright. Because that's all you need. It, it, she offered. He'll be like, well, damn, that's all you had to say. <laughs> it was her idea? Oh, dude, I get it, too. Can I have one? <laughs> and then he gets one. <laughs> and then it's crazy. Yeah. And now you're having multiple blowjob sex in the fucking park with strangers. <laughs> and this bit is going nowhere. Listen, I'm glad. I think we hit the time mark. I think that's 30 minutes plus that. So, um... I want to officially say thank you for coming on. Listen, you mean a lot to me, and I do. I do this at least once every show that I tell every guest that um, you know you're on for a reason. I think you have great potential to do something great, and I think if you keep doing what you're doing, it'll it'll happen. Just stick with it and develop, and just get better. But be open to change because the worst thing in human society is we've been doing this it this way for this many years. Don't change it. Push innovation. Do new things. Push envelopes and yeah. like. I think you can do that in rap if you really try your best and sit down and really put yourself to it. I think, you know, lyrically, if you uh, write something beautiful, I think you can really shock the world. So, like, try to do something like that. So, try to do something great, and um, I guess I'll give you this chance to plug your... I would plug your social medias, because that'll be timeless. That won't change, because I can't promise if you publish, like, if you plug stuff, like, that you're working on, it'll be heard by forever. So, I'd try to... uh, plug something like that just because i think it does give a chance for artists to like try to give somewhat of an idea like hey i'm here in the real world follow me see my face from this episode and you know i I was put through the ringer with this very weird guy but i'm i'm working on some shit and hear it (laughs) (laughs) all right follow me on instagram at king d ward underscore 14 okay do you want to plug anything else and follow me on soundcloud that's important. Dizzy D. Dizzy D. Can you spell it? Uh, capital D I Z Z Y capital D. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Disappointing Radio Show. In chair one has been Dawson. And this has been a polished turd. Goodbye. What is it? What name, man? Please enjoy this next song, an absolute classic from Dr. Dre and the hitman Ackright off Dr. Dre's 2001. Very fucking awesome rap album. Very fucking awesome song. Dawson, if you're listening to this, I'm playing you a bunch of old songs because I think that's where you should be listening for your inspiration for your music because ain't nothing better than a goodie. Ain't no goodie than an oldie. Um, I don't really know the point of this bit. All I know is listen to old music, America, and the rest of the world, and Dawson, and we'll be back after this. Act right. question is, can I get some? You know what I'm saying? Act right, bitch. When I see you in the spot, you just act right. You know what I'm saying? When I yank you by the fucking arm, I'm gonna be looking at a nigga crazy. Just give up the digits and be a fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Let me break it down for y'all. 
It was just one of those days when I wanted to catch sun rays. Fun to get blunted on a Sunday afternoon. Nigga, babe got groomed. Grabbed the gap for misbehaviors and the chocolate favorite boom. Lost in hip hop tones. Zoom, zoom like the Commodores. Wonder where we have drama or end up clowning whores. Around the four good to go girls. Like the Barbie Coast girls. Ride shotgun, baby. I'll be posting all the world in the ride. Sipping 151 to gave me too much pride to back down. Soon as we get to the beach, I'ma put my fucking back down. I'm playing lead, not the background. It's time to put Bronson on the map now. Walk with my hand on my Johnson crack smile. Cutie's peep my style. If I don't get some act right, I'ma have to act wild. Blunt in my left hand, drink in my right. Strap by my waistline, cause niggas don't fight. Sucker free for life, so you better think twice. Alright? And give a nigga some act right. Right. I'm the type of nigga player haters don't like. Snatching up your honey for some late night hype. And snobby ass bitches get slapped out of spite. Alright? So give a nigga some act right. Joint kicking in, I'm stimulated. For those that don't know big words, I'm fucking faded. 83 degrees, ease to a shaded spot. Our first spot was cool to some gangsters made it hot. Now we plotting pose, plus we watching hoes with lots of flesh exposed. Getting swarmed by those type of niggas with no game but brown nose. So I impose only like pros can. Yo, is this your man? No, grab the bitch's hand. I'm Hitman, bling, gold chain, clean. You're very eligible for my summer league team. Maybe too extreme, cause the sister got steam. Then Miss Thing tried to scream on my brethren. I got mad spit flame on the name. Tattooed on her arm. Oh, you ain't the bomb, must be a dyke. Get your lips rolling, give a nigga some act right. In my left hand, drink in my right. Strap by my waistline, cause niggas don't fight. Sucker free for life, so you better think twice. And give a nigga some act right. I'm the type of nigga player haters don't like. Snatching up your honey for some late night hype. And snobby ass bitches get slapped out of spite. Spite, so give a nigga some act right. Frontin' on the act right, causing me to act up. Good Samaritan saved that hoe from getting slapped up. My homies crack up at the scene I made. Yo, my actions ain't serene when a nigga's on fade. If it wasn't for the one-time brigade, I would've sprayed at the hook of tramp. As cops parade, I'm afraid it's time to break camp. Make tracks. Where else can we go to take hoes from fake max? Hey, yo, chase them girls in that black Maxima. The passenger almost fractured her neck bone looking back at us. Plus, they on the dick cause the cat is plush. They blush, I bum rush the hush with the largest crush. Try to swing her up the night so I don't have to keep in touch. Keep it on the hush without the tipping. Mackin' interrupted by some niggas set tripping. Clipping the strap, I show these niggas how to act. In my left hand, drink in my right. Strap by my waistline cause niggas don't fight. Sucker free for life, so you better think twice. Alright? And give a nigga some act right. I'm the type of nigga player haters don't like. Snatching up your honey for some late night hype. The snobby ass bitches get slapped out of spite. Alright? So give a nigga some act right. Right. Yeah. I just want to put my dick on your shoulder so you can put it on your mind later on. Step <laughs> it up. Take your dick off your shoulder and put it in your mouth. Address. Drink the evidence and hide the dick behind your head. The police is coming. It's cold 10. Put this dick behind your head. Please enjoy the last culture shock of the show. Dawson, if you've listened up to this point, I thank you, buddy. If anybody else has listened this far, I have no idea why. Um, this last song is called It's Yours from the Wu-Tang Clan off of uh, their album, which I do not remember the name off off the top of my head, so I guess you'll go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, it's a great song, an even better, greater form of men coming together to rap. Um, Dawson, please, 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 never be afraid to reach out as a friend. I'm always here. We can always talk. 
Um, this goes for anybody else if they've ever been in a place that they just need somebody to talk to. Well, hell, let's talk for an hour and a half and put it on a fucking radio show. Better yet. So please enjoy It's Yours because I do believe that this rap game, just like the comedy game, it's yours. Mine and Dawson's to control forever. Please enjoy, Dawson. It's yours. Machine gun rap for all my niggas in the back. Stadium pack, linebacker, nigga, flash stack. See through yellow lines, rock a fly jersey in the summertime. Gar, magic marker rap, bleed Benadine. Relax, wrote this. Coming at your crab ass, coping, snatch your ice off. Chilling in the back, throw the lights off. Waves, water blend, round blowing, slow motion. Thick snare, I feel it like a snail in the ocean. What's your wish? Wanna cringle like Chris? Melodic single dart, snap a nigga just like fish. You fucked up, some rich niggas, you done test, yo. Select the wrong department, and niggas pull. Up your dress, style molest that canal chain nigga where your vest at flex and make me wanna bless that yo Saddam Hussein niggas like the torch we flaming niggas autograph that flatten all the main it's niggas the world in the palm of your hand it's 23 million of useful land it's the scene in the black woman double LP from Wu Tang Clan Physique, like Raphael Sadiq, baby love the gondolier every day of the week. Super friends wake up, deluxe gourmet beats. The night is right, I might find me a suite. It's a quarter full moon, I arrive with my swoon. Well groomed, dance hall packed full room. Lady move, peep my glide, peep my zoom. Keep and strive, smoke the lie, smoke the boom. Build the fumes, consume toxic tunes. Hellbound, species 40 ounce typhoon. The ultra violence green machine, move your body touch. The totem pole wobble arc, build this garden. Trust, beams of light, stop your breathing, it's hunting season, honey eyeballing down for no reason, grab a close, play post, wine and wax floors, never mind the laws, cause tonight, it's yours, stop the beat up the ramp, blast my watch through my preamp, the can't best to be vamped, the shit'll get blamped, and four bottles, hot left propels throughout my nozzle, crack your skull like bottles, leave you stiff as bottles, you fat, you couldn't pull one drag off my blunt, you couldn't punch away out of a wet paper bag, with scissors in your hands, Pitch the rizzer, I stand close to walls, like number four the lizard. And channel through solar panels, blast off like Roman candles, not vandals. Stomp your ass like Wild Hoon McDaniel. You cock a span, you dog, then fuck with our catalog. Put the lights out and leave your brain inside a fog. It's only natural, actual facts are thrown at you. The impact of blow trees back and crack statues. Million dollar rap crews fold, check the sink shit, explicit. I crystallize around so you can sniff it. We live this, fitted hats low, conceal the crooked eye. No surprise, verbal stick up, put them high, rebel eye out. Split second on the draw, blow the door off the shit like bricks of C4. It's yours. The wall in the palm of your hand. It's yours. 23 million of useful land. It's yours. The scene in the black woman. It's yours. The who else be from who takes land. Safe. Seems Dorothy in the garden getting skied away. We hold the bell, son. That's my word. Spot a rapper, run him down, throw him out in the third. Yo, check it. I think like the man behind the register. Evergreen smoking the stakes. Bonnet power made me treasure. With third down, six to go. Flash of stroke lights. Some open risen hit me off. Lovely and I love him with root beer thoughts. Here's a tennis court for your birthday. The baby face of rap politic with side eight. Avenging eagle crooks. Rock the W in Spiegel books. And Hydra Bush Kings came through. And stopped your whole jokes. Spitfire King goes. Watch Tony train a gang of hoes Painful like hearing the news Like when your man go Ends blow Windy at times Watch the room shake Your girl Love to shit out the song Now watch your water break It's yours The world in the palm of your hand It's yours 23 million of useful land It's yours The scene in the black woman It's yours Double 
juegue. 